Well, it's time for a freewheeling Easy Talker podcast for this podcast, 1055 The Bob Davis Podcast. And I guess I'm going to call it Post Eclipse, Take a Breath, Bob Davis. <laughs> the Bob Davis Podcasts. You know, I don't like doing freewheeling podcasts because if you tap my brain at any time during the day, there's a ton of stuff going on in there. So if I sit down and tap my brain for a podcast, um, it's going to go places that 10 years ago, five years ago, would have been no problem. But after 1,055 podcasts, then, you know, I've already done that. Or I've already done a podcast about this. So... The freewheeling thing becomes more and more difficult. I have to put a lot more thought into what I want to talk about. And due to the current national crisis with fuel, uh, we're all kind of just stuck here in Eastern California, right on the Arizona border at uh, a beautiful reclamation project and Bureau of uh, Land Management long-term visitor area beautiful lake million dollar view last night we watched the eclipse it was incredible i'm going to talk about that in this podcast but i was sitting here uh just listening to the wind before i started this podcast i've often talked about how time there's a different timeline let's just put it that way uh out here and it always takes me by surprise so we're going to talk about taking a breath and I think that's good advice for those of us on the road. And I think it's good advice for everybody right now in podcast 1055, the Bob Davis podcasts. One thing about the desert is you got to drink a lot of water. I'm going through water like crazy. So I just wanted to point that out. I got to do a shout out to a reporter that uh, does freelance stuff, Kevin Berger. I've known Kevin Berger since um, WCCO days, also KSTP. A couple of different times back in Minneapolis St. Paul stations we worked at. She was a TV reporter. Uh, then she came over to KSTP. She also did some radio, and uh, Kevin was always great. And she did me a huge favor. She uh, was very interested in podcasting uh, for a piece that she wrote for the Star Tribune, and we talked for about two hours. And she, she I ended up in this article um, about podcasting. And not only did she capture my voice and she captured the, the essence of the conversation we had, which I don't know how she did it, but she got me on to a, basically a sidebar by the title page for this thing. And uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you to the Star Tribune, as well as thank you to Kevin Berger, who has been doing this freelance thing. As she says, I'm a freelance wordsmith. And I said, we're going to have to have a wordsmith conversation. And I am going to have her on the podcast because I think uh, it's the right thing to do. Um, Got to mention real quick, if you want to donate to the Bob Davis Podcasts, go to the page of thebobdavispodcast.com and click on the banner at the top of the page uh, that says, uh, well, it's, it's a picture of Mobile Podcast Command. If you go down the right-hand column, click on that, and it takes you to PayPal. And I appreciate any and all donations you can give me. Well, thank you in the podcasts. Also, thanks for listening to the Bob Davis Podcasts uh, on iTunes and subscribing on iTunes. That really helps Spotify, Google Podcasts. I'm on the Amazon platform, which includes um, Audible, whatever it is, Audible. Uh, 
and many, many other places. And just go to the BobDavisPodcast.com also for live streaming. And uh, that you'll also see uh, a lot of the uh, widgets for some of the other podcast services. Yeah, take a breath. And that is not something I like hearing. Take a breath. Even when I'm just sitting, somebody asked me today, do you want to go to Walmart? No, why not? Well, because I'm just sitting here. Well, that's what you did yesterday. (laughs) And I did. Just sat here. But all the time that I'm sitting, I'm thinking, what am I going to do? What's the entry point? What do I want to talk about? How do I want to talk about it? Obviously done a lot of podcasts, and it gets harder and harder to come up with a, a nice little angle. And for for this podcast, I could have done, you know, an Eclipse Radio podcast, but I already did that. And I don't know how you, how do you do a podcast, an audio podcast on the Eclipse? <laughs> it's kind of weird. I mean, you would have heard us at different times talking about, hey, what's that up there? Or, oh, look, it looks like it's starting. That kind of thing. Oh, my God. But I'm going to talk about the experience a little bit. Um, I've now seen, well, I've seen, I think I've seen two eclipses, both lunar eclipses. Well, I've seen a, a, a solar eclipse, a total solar eclipse back in the day, you know, like, I don't know what year that was, 2018, I think, 2016, maybe. My friend and I, Steve, went down to uh, Maconda, Illinois, which was the longest point of eclipse period you know, the longest point. Well, they've got a name for it. I forgot what it is. And observed firsthand that heavy pre-eclipse energy that is almost frantic. People nervous energy that, I mean, we're, we're actually unaware of. We don't really realize how powerful these, these things are. And I witnessed firsthand. I was kind of skeptical, but I witnessed firsthand this heavy um intense energy that kind of just is everywhere right before a big eclipse particularly this solar eclipse a few years ago where you know during the eclipse everything just goes like in the movies where something happens and the, the sound cuts off that's exactly what it feels like the sky goes dark and everything shuts down for you know in this case it was a minute and 50 seconds or something now May 15th total lunar eclipse was like two hours long. And it was only after the eclipse that we noticed that during the eclipse there was there was virtually no sound from animals during that entire period of time. And we are out with the animals out here in the desert. You can hear the wind. And there was a fair amount of energy. There's a fair amount of angst consternation frustration right now among the nomad community because we really are uh, taking it in the shorts when it comes to the diesel fuel situation whether you're in California and it's 699 or Arizona where it's 555 or 534 whatever it is currently so uh, we're we're just waiting to see what happens with that and earlier I thought, well, I'll just do a whole quick synopsis on that. But the problem with doing a whole quick synopsis on that is that's not taking a breath. So everybody has their ideas about what's causing inflation and particularly this issue with diesel right now. 
not everybody out here has a diesel motor. A lot of us do. Some people have big Cummins. Some people have the old 7.3 Fords. Uh, some people have other kinds of diesel engines, and they take diesel, and it's very expensive right now. But the gas is very expensive as well. So the people that have gasoline-powered rigs, you know, they're also frustrated. And in spite of all that, we are in this gorgeous, beautiful area. And I think one of the things that we've learned, first of all, one of the things that I've learned through this lower and slower travel, meaning shorter distances, longer stays, is the value of the community that we all have and the friendships that we can form with people we don't even know in a short period of time who are also nomads. And uh, you can get caught up in the technical explanations for what's going on. But I wouldn't I, I just I just don't think doing that right now is is warranted in the sense that, especially after that incredible experience last night of just sitting out, you know, and watching the eclipse, they say that, uh, well, there's an old, I guess it's an old wives tale that you shouldn't sit outside during an eclipse. But we did it anyway, to just view the whole thing. And, and, and uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. So in this podcast, I guess that's the backdrop. Uh, one thing when you're not consuming a lot of fuel, you have extra money to buy food. And I have to say that we have just been having some great dinners. You know, we, last night before the eclipse, uh, we've got a guy here who's a self-described Texican and another guy who's got a bus. That's Mike and Alicia that's got her uh, class A, the ambulance over here. And then we've got somebody new that's got a uh, really cool vintage, literally a tiny little fifth wheel that goes on the back of her uh, 250 uh, Ford 7.3 diesel pickup truck is probably an early 90s, I don't know, late 90s, early 2000s. I think it's about a 2004 King Ranch uh, diesel pickup. And so we've got Julia, we've got everybody else. We're kind of here. There's nobody else here. I mean, it's deserted uh, except for the camp hosts, and we've made friends with them. And uh, we have a million-dollar view. Uh, we look over. We're looking out over a huge reservoir, be- beautiful blue water. And uh, lately at night, the moon's been coming up, and we've been sitting up here. And more than once, we've said, you know, boy, we have a million-dollar view, and there's nobody else here. So that's really great. And they have facilities. They have bathrooms and showers. The showers are cold showers. And at first I thought, well, that, that really bugs me because I like a hot shower. Of course, I can pour hot water over myself anytime I want. But, I mean, um, the thing about the cold showers, so it's over 100 most of the time during the day. It's been about 102, 3, 4 today. Yesterday was 107. It's probably going to be another 107 or 109 tomorrow. And, you know, that's pretty hot. I, I, I am amazingly adaptive to desert climate because it's very low humidity. It's very hot. I mean, if you stand in the sun, it's hot. But I'm getting used to it. I'm getting accommodated to it. And uh, especially, again, with this beautiful million-dollar view. So we've been having these sumptuous meals. You know, just uh, last night, 
we had this incredible Tex-Mex meal. Rice, sausage, tacos, uh, tamales, hot coffee. And we just laid it all out and we ate and ate and ate. <laughs> we just ate and watched the eclipse and it was fantastic. Just the whole thing was just an incredible experience. And as I said, with the energy, you know, the energy is, uh, you feel this incredible rush of energy before the eclipse. And then relatively soon after the eclipse is over, you're just exhausted. You just, you just drop. You're just exhausted. And everybody's just been kind of chilling today. Do Not too much going on here today just because we're all still kind of recovering from watching this last night. It was fantastic. Gorgeous. And crystal clear skies. Had the binoculars out. And we could watch the whole thing. So we've been having great... with By not traveling, we've been having... Mike said, I feel like I'm at a five-star resort because every night we have, you know, chicken and broccoli or uh, and salads and uh, chickpeas and uh, or Tex-Mex. Uh, tonight, uh, Julie has just called me and informed me that uh, I'm to go over to her trailer. She's in town and pull out the salmon steaks and we're going to have salmon steaks tonight. So life is good, but there's this constant because we're all um, nomads. There's a constant question as to whether we should be on the road and where we should go. And I've been talking on these podcasts about how, well, I'm going to be heading north really slowly. And during this whole process with the eclipse and everything, just kind of hanging out here, I realized, why do you, you don't have any reason to go north right now. You don't have to go to Minnesota. You don't have to go to Wisconsin unless you want to. And do you really want to? go 1500 miles and spend all of that money for fuel now i have my theories about why and where and how we're going to see reductions in fuel prices and it's not pretty for the rest of the world but we are rooting for it here and i'm not going to get into the details of that in this podcast i'll post a link to that podcast if people want to listen to it most of that stuff is still current but we're rooting for things to fall apart so that we can get cheap diesel i said the guy the tex-mex guy is named mingo and I, he's got a big Class A Cummins engine, big Cummins engine in it. And uh, uh, I said to him yesterday, Mingo, how much do you want to pay for fuel? I want to pay 75 cents. <laughs> I said, well, you know, how about $1.70? No, no, no. It's got to be. That's my. I said, we're going to send that request. We're going to send that request in. We want to pay 75 cents for fuel. It's interesting because it wasn't long ago. I think it was in the summer of 2020 that I, it may have been the summer of 2021, so it still would have been active. I paid $1.98 for uh, diesel 2, which was amazing. And I remember I did a podcast where I was talking about uh, going to, through Nevada and I had to pay 4.69, and I was just furious. And now 4.69 would be like, wow, that's a good deal. So that's how, where we're at with the elevated fuel prices, and it has forced a change in the way that I do things, and I think also in the way that a lot of people that are that are doing the nomad thing uh, do what they do. So we're going to talk about that in the, in the second half of this podcast. Gotta thank Ryan Plumbing and Heating of St. Paul for sponsoring the Bob Davis Podcasts. 
So I mentioned air conditioning checks in the last uh, commercial I did for Ryan. It's getting hot enough up there for air conditioning checks. Why do you want to get your air conditioner checked? What's the big deal? Because the box outside during the winter in Minnesota, that thing is covered with snow. It is covered with leaves most of the time and all sorts of creatures can get in there and things can go wrong and you won't know it until you fire up the air conditioning and it doesn't work and it could could cause greater problems that's why you call ryan have him come out and do an air conditioning check otherwise when it comes to keeping all the systems running right in your house or in your business when you have plumbing or heating problems or air conditioning problems you just have to have reliable service that means ryan plumbing and heating in saint paul you call 651-224-4771 in minneapolis 612-927-6488 they have been in business for 70 years over there on university avenue quality replacement and repair of all plumbing heating and air conditioning systems residential and business you know I don't think there's anything that you, that they that could happen that they haven't encountered and there's lots of new technology as well so if you have an older home or if you're fixing up grandma and grandpa's house or your mom and dad need new stuff and they're old you know these guys are great because um they can help with efficiency water bills and things of that nature just give them a call ryan plumbing and heating check them out online at ryanplumbing.com or click on their banner at the top of the page at the bobdavispodcast.com now for people i talk a lot in this podcast about taking a breath you can hear the wind it's relaxing to hear this and to experience this experience that we're having out here on the road if you're in an office if you're chained to zoom or you're chained to kids or you're chained to the house whatever your deal is it helps to have someone that you can have contact with uh, that'll help you uh, get some stretching and exercises in that will help you get back in your body that will help you uh, you know kind of just get a moment to breathe and be free and that's what it's all about contact BU Enterprises by clicking on the banner at the top of the page at the Bob Davis podcast.com it says B-U-B-E-Y-O-U.com because Juliet from BU Enterprises can do a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, she's got all kinds of different programs. They offer a discount for Bob Davis podcast listeners. Just enter B-O-B Bob. She can do corporate deals where she does your whole team. She can do people at work. It is done through Zoom or FaceTime or something like that. So check it out, BUEnterprises.com, and see if it can help you, your team, or just help you at home. Well, in many ways, it's, uh, there's a storm in the in the world and in the country and there's sometimes a storm of bad news it doesn't feel like anybody really knows what to do and that's about as far as i'll go in terms of what i think the state of the nation is and 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 the state of our society is it is we have often been sitting around the campfire often discussing the both the efficacy and the wisdom of being out here because you can just listen to the wind you can listen to the quiet you can take a breath and this campground is not too close to any freeways or anything so it is utterly quiet at night it's really quiet but one of the really cool things about eclipses is the solar eclipse you really notice it because it's the sun so when the moon goes when or whatever it is the earth or the well no it's the moon or something yeah the moon goes in front of the sun and when that happens 
um, it's it's almost like you're wearing Polaroid sunglasses up into the point where it literally shuts off the sun and everything goes dark. I mean, it gets dark, and you don't hear you know you don't even hear any insects. It's just real quiet, and then the crickets come up and the night birds come up, and it's bizarre. And then once you come out of it, a minute and a half later, you know, then everything kind of comes back up. Well, this lunar eclipse on the 15th of May, 2022, this thing was like four hours long. So it took about an hour and a half to get completely covered. And then it sat there like that for a couple of hours. So we were out here the whole time, just chit-chatting and eating and talking and drinking coffee. You could hear, there's a bunch of animals here. So we hear coyote, we hear donkeys. There's a bunch of donkeys here. And we noticed that we didn't, after it was over, we noticed that we had not heard an animal or seen an animal while the eclipse was on. And the first animal we saw was a bobcat right after the eclipse. And then we heard the donkeys and the animals started moving around again. So it's a, it's a different timeline than being back, quote unquote, back in the world or back in the land of bricks and sticks because we don't operate. And I've, I've also often talked about the moon and the stars and that sort of thing. But that, that complete, almost this very quiet shutdown where all you hear is the, is the wind is an incredible experience. I also want to talk about the heat real quick. I mentioned the showers. I don't know how far I went with the showers. I probably got off track, but I'm going to mention the cold showers. They have cold showers here, which at first you're like, where are are the hot showers? And if I want hot showers, it's fine. But, But in the sun, when it's 105 or 106, you go over there and you just spray. You go under the cold shower and you're cold for about a second. And then you come out and you're, you feel like the temperature has just dropped from for 20 or 30 degrees and you just stand there you know sopping wet and just let the you're you're and you're completely dry within a minute or two and it's just a great experience and it's just stuff like that that you know day to day um it's it's a different timeline it's a different feel and that's why i say take a breath because these things are heavy these this is heavy energy we have a, a person here who was a who was a uh a, uh, what do you call it, EMT, and a Navy corpsman. And she was talking about how back when she was when she was driving the, bu- the bus or the ambulance, rather, uh, or when they would go on calls, you know, they would gear up before full moons, let alone eclipses, which is like five full moons in terms of intensity. And you could feel the energy before this eclipse, and then after, everybody just went, oh, my God, I got go, to go back and go to sleep. So... I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in a way I'm grateful for the high price of diesel because again, it's forcing this reevaluation of what this experience is all about and getting to know for me right now, it's getting to know these, um, different campgrounds in the Southwest all over the state and y- y- taking your time and staying there long enough where you're like, okay, I know what the drill on that place is. I know how that is. It started with uh, the campgrounds around Quartzsite, which I thought were pretty nice. But I have been in some pretty nice camp. In fact, it's been a general improvement every campground that I've gone to since uh, I left Quartzsite. You know, I didn't want to leave Quartzsite. It's hard to leave Quartzsite. 
but uh, every single campground I've been to has, has been even just you know head and shoulders above the last so that's really cool and so i think i i don't know if i'm going to come north and i don't need know that i need to and i don't need that i need to travel or or barnstorm uh like i did when fuel was cheaper now if fuel gets cheaper i'm going to want to barnstorm again i'm going to want to drive because i love to drive and i love to cover distances but i do think this is a profound uh change for me and i think it will change the way i travel in the future because it's realizing after a year and a half going on two years of doing this well you know you don't have to cover a lot of ground it's about the experiences that you have and staying in one place long enough to have the experiences to get to know people or to have the experience of seeing the donkeys or seeing the bobcats or seeing an eclipse like we did last night and people think nomads eat out of a Campbell soup can and are half-starved and desperate. And I, my sense is that we've, those of us who've learned to just sit and wait, we're going to be okay. And it may seem primitive, but it's not primitive when it comes down to how we're eating, what we're talking about, and, and how we think the experience is going. And I think the general consensus is that um, this has been good being uh being sort of laid up due to the high price of fuel is kind of good yeah eventually we're going to have to move and yeah eventually we have to come up with some kind of a plan but i think it's realizing that uh, that especially if you're from the north and you're down in the southwest i have no desire to leave the southwest but the other thing is i don't have to but i'm becoming uh, acclimated to the desert I went to the store the other day and I was like, my hands aren't cold, my feet aren't cold, uh, you know, I don't have to wear a hat. And the other weird thing is, you know, it's May, so it's middle of May. Uh, in, in, the, in, in the places that I grew up in the upper Midwest, May was like this sort of just, just a hint of summer, maybe. That first day in May, and usually it was May 7th or 8th or 9th, it could just as easily be snowing, and 30 as it could be 65. And we all remember, those of us from the Midwest, remember that first day in May, even as kids, when it was 70, 75, and you would sit, you go and you'd see your friends on Easter vacation or whatever you were on, or, you, or in my case, you know, I'd go sit on the deck in the place I was renting and just uh, just take it in. And it, and it's 65 and it feels great, 75 and it feels great. This is high summer for us already, even though it's not. I mean, it's going to be 100. The monsoon season is going to start, big storms, and we're going to have 120 degree temperatures out here very soon. But even though now, because those of us who are Midwesterners, it's 105, 106, 107 it feels like high summer to us. So I'm having this experience of this endless summer. I'm super tan. I feel so much better when, when I'm in the sun and the heat than I do when I am, you know, struggling to stay warm or, or just not warm. So, so the cool thing about the desert is during the summer or the early spring, which is what it is, mid-spring, you know, you don't have any problem getting warm. <laughs> I can tell you. Uh, you sit at night like I sit at night um, with the doors open and it's uh, so this wind you hear this wind and the wind I don't I didn't understand the wind so the wind is basically the tif the temperature dis differential you know the when you're a hundred degrees and you go down to 80 at night and you got a 20 degree temperature 
differential. And somebody said that's, that's anywhere between 20 and 30 mile an hour winds because of that. Uh, apparently the atmosphere has to sort of make an adjustment for that. And then as the summer progresses, the desert never really can cool down because it's rocks. So when it's 120, it'll be 100 at night. And here's the cool thing. And so last night we were all sitting around and remember we're watching the eclipse and we're in shorts and some of us don't have shirts on. We're sitting around and it's nighttime and it was still 98 degrees, 97 degrees at like, you know, during the eclipse. So it was like watching it in a theater or something, you know, it was just amazing. And uh, then you get this, just this beautiful, warm wind. And for me, I open up the doors of Mobile Podcast Command and roll the front windows down in that wind. And remember, this is like 1030 at night. It's still 85 degrees. And that wind, that hot wind is still blowing through. I just love it. And people go, how can you sleep? There's no humidity. So it's cool. It feels cool, even though it's not. So you don't have any humidity. So when the when that warm wind blows through, it's just a nice experience because you know you're not going to get cold. It doesn't get cool until, you know, two or three o'clock in the morning when it's 69 or 70, you know, and then starts warming up again because the sun's going to come on. So it's a great existence for me. And I, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm give. I think that th- what this diesel fuel issue does is it gives us permission to take a breath. The sun, the moon, the heat, looking out over a vista of of moon rock brown and scrubby light green uh, juniper and pinion and things like that out over uh, a wide expanse of blue water in the reservoir uh, a hill a rocky hill downward where the donkeys come and then a long big expanse here uh, where they have all the facilities and we we're all parked and you get up every day and you step out of the truck and you look out and you see these mountains. I can see Castle Dome uh, rock from here and I can actually see Kofa where I was earlier, which is about uh, 17 miles from Quartzsite. From where I'm standing up on this bluff, I can see these big mountains over on that range. And then to the other side, we look over into uh, further west into California and it's all, there's no vegetation on these hills. This is serious desert rock. And it is wonderful. So, take a breath. Yes, there has been some discussion of high fuel prices. One of the things that I love is if I can if I can get me an independently owned, community focused, refueling station. That means I can get some cheaper fuel, and that is because these uh, community focused uh, and independently owned refueling stations can get their fuel uh, cheaper and so they pass that savings on to customers. Now I know fuel's expensive. 36 Lin knows that fuel is expensive, but a dollar is a dollar when it comes to saving some money and that's why you go to 36 Lin, the independently owned and operated refueling station in the Lynn Lake neighborhood in South Minneapolis, 36th Street South and uh, Lindale Avenue in the Lynn Lake area. 
the whole thing with that place is the store. They just have amazing things in the store and great candy, great coffee, great like little snacks, great food. Like, and you know how it is. If you're working, you know, you're in the truck, you go there, you jam some stuff, you grab some stuff, you want healthy food. It's all locally grown and produced. And uh, the store is just so cool. So check them out. Say hi to the guys at 36 Lynn. Buy a mug and tell them Bob Davis sent you. <laughs> or not. You know, whatever. 36 and Lynn. And check them out online. Click on their banner at the top of the page at thebobdavispodcast.com. They have an awesome Instagram feed. And thanks, guys, for sponsoring the Bob Davis Podcasts. So that's the situation from uh, Eastern California, Western Arizona, right on the border by Yuma, Arizona, here in the Bureau of Land Management long-term visitor area. Julia has given me permission to go over and open up her freezer and grab some salmon steaks, which we're going to have tonight with some other goodies that people are going to show up with. And we'll have another gourmet meal in the warm wind here in America's Southwest. It is great. Thanks for listening to Podcast 1055. Post-eclipse, take a breath, Bob Davis. <laughs> take to the highway, won't you lend me your name? Your way and my way seem to be one and the same. Mama don't understand it. She wants to know where I've been. I'd have to be some kind of natural bone food I wanna pass that way again But you know I could feel it On a country road Sail on home to Jesus Won't you good girls and boys I'm all in pieces you can have your own choice But I can be a heavenly band full of angels And they're coming to set me free I don't know nothing about the wild wind But I can tell you that it's bound to be Because I could feel it, child, yeah On a country road My feet.